disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 91 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Wow. Here we go, right? I know. I know. Calm down. Calm down. Don't don't turn. Don't cuss me out. Don't cuss me out. I know it's been about, you know, two weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys know, you know, you know how it goes, right? I get super busy. It's the holiday time. I'm not even sure when this episode is going to show up because it's been a lot of, uh, you know, podcast delays. That's something I talked about before. Usually uh, during this period of time, during the holiday uh, submission schedule, uh, Apple Podcast, they already kind of warned us that some of the podcasts may not show up on time. So I'm late. The podcast itself might be late when it's put up, when it's actually, you know, actually active. I don't know. But thank you guys for being super patient. No one's actually complained about it or anything. But, you know, I just feel guilty anytime that I take a while to put a new episode up. So but yeah, uh, obviously, it's just been a lot of stuff going on. You know, it's that time of year. Uh, we'll get to let me get through some of the you know, usual shit first, and then we'll talk about that. <laughs> of course, my name's Tim Bridgewater. Uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Okay. And that's where I host the pie. You know, there's no website for this podcast. I never really talk about that, but I think most of you guys sort of have figured that out. So if you want to keep up with what is going on with the podcast itself, you want to go and like that Facebook page. Um, many of you have, and thanks for doing that. I could always use a lot more though. So please keep it going. Uh, keep it going. You know, we're, we're really close to closing out 2018 at this point. I'm looking forward to hopefully having a very prosperous and exciting 2019 in terms of the podcast and all of my other projects. Uh, I hope to be around to the end of 2019 because, well, let's be honest, we still have a shit ton of episodes of Dragon Ball Super left. Um, so, but in order for that to happen, I, I really, 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 really need you guys help. So by all means, keep showing love, keep showing support. If there's anything additional that you can do another step, take another, make another move to help promote, uh, by all means, you know, do that. If you have any suggestions for me, for anything else that I can do, then just let me know. Uh, I wanted to mention this because I know last year around this time, things were a lot different. You know, I was doing uh, I did a Christmas bonus episode last year. I did like two giveaways for Christmas last year. Uh, clearly, I didn't have time to do any of that shit this year. Uh, but I know you I have the best listeners. I already know you. I know you guys understand that. It's just yeah, it's just been a crazy, crazy uh, past couple months. I mean, I've just been busy as hell. You know, I have a I got a brand new sort of a day job a couple months ago and that takes a lot of my focus and time now. And I have several other, you know, smaller sort of jobs that are just mine that I, that I work on. And I'm always kind of working on some different projects and stuff. And I've been going out of town a lot. So it's just been, I just been totally exhausted. So I haven't had a chance to really get into any of that stuff this year, but I hope everyone had a phenomenal Christmas. If that's something that you celebrate, if you don't celebrate it, then it's a phenomenal December 25th. And of course, we're right on the heels of uh, New Year's, right? So this is just that time of year where, you know, there's just a lot of holiday shit going down and everybody's out of town and there's a lot of moving around and a lot of crazy stuff happening. 
So I've been I've definitely been participating in a lot of that stuff, but I haven't been completely neglecting my Dragon Ball listeners. Um, You know, with all of that being said, you know, I didn't get to do a giveaway. I didn't get to do a bonus episode and all that stuff. But let's not forget that episode 100 will be coming up in about nine episodes. Um, So rest assured that I will be planning some big things for that. Okay. in addition to that. Okay, I've been hinting at this other thing that I've been working on for a while, too. Now, I don't know if that'll be. Hopefully that will be out before episode 100. I mean, if it, if it kind of, you know, came along at the same time, that wouldn't be the worst thing because it would kind of fit. But I really I'm hoping to have it done before then, because honestly, I just don't feel like waiting nine weeks. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's that's, you know, I, the sooner I can get this thing out, the hopefully this more listeners I will have in time for the hundredth episode. So that's kind of my mindset on that, but I'm not going to go into any more detail than that, but don't worry when you, when you experience this thing, hopefully you will understand (laughs) what kind of work I've been putting into it and why I haven't been able to sort of do some of the things that I normally do. So I just want to clear, clear, clear that up and say, thanks for being patient thanks for being awesome as always uh, and it kind of works out because well we didn't get an episode of Dragon Ball Super this past weekend anyway because of Christmas and we're not getting one this weekend because of New Year's so you guys still ha- will have an episode to listen to uh, and then we'll be back January 5th I think is when the next episode of Super will be and you know I'll try to jump on on January 6th or January 7th uh, but I do have a lot more stuff coming up so it's not <laughs> It's going to be January is going to be a tough month, too. But don't worry. You know, I'm here. We're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. I'd like to mention this. I don't know if I have any listeners in the New Orleans, Louisiana area, but uh, I will be at Wizard World Comic Con in New Orleans, January 4th through January 6th. Okay, so if I happen to have any listeners in that area, you want to come out and say hello, say what's up. That'd be fantastic. I'm not there representing the podcast. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm not a big enough of a deal for that. But I will be there as a part of Louisiana Ghostbusters. I talked about that a few times. Uh, I'm a part of this fan charity group of of individuals, uh, men and women and kids who uh, dress up as Ghostbusters, like, you know, from movies uh, for charity events and such like that. It's all super accurate costumes and proton packs and even there's even an ecto one there's several ectos actually so it's a really awesome group of people and we get invited to wizard world comic-con every year um i don't think i was able to go last year but i'm going this year or 2019 i should say so i'll be there all three days um so i'll be there with the ghostbusters i'll be there you know you know working the booth i'll also be there just kind of hanging out you know i'll be there for three days so we you know and I'm also and you you guys are kind of the first people to find out about this. OK, so don't tell anybody. Right. <laughs> OK, uh, I'm planning. I am planning to do a special cosplay. OK, I've always, you know, I've dressed up as a Ghostbuster many times, but I've never considered that cosplay because, well, it's we're more than cosplayers. Right. It's it's definitely an organization with a purpose and we raise money for charity and et cetera. But I've always just wanted to do just a cosplay, just something fun. Just I wanted to put something together that was really cool, hopefully super accurate, hopefully looks really good. And, you know, because it's just sort of a bucket list thing for me. And, you know, I have a history of I used to make my own costumes for Halloween and stuff like that. But this was something that was kind of beyond my own 
abilities. So I'm, I've, I've gotten some people on board that's supposed to be helping me put this thing together. No, I'm not going to tell you what it is because if by some chance it just fucking turns to shit, then, you know, I just I'd rather wait until it's official and it's done and I've tried it on and it looks good and all that stuff. And then I'll be happy to come on here and talk about it with you guys and share photos and more. But that's just something that I haven't really told anyone outside of the people who are working on it, as well as, you know, one or two other people. But you, you, my listeners, you guys pretty much get it first here. Okay, (laughs) so we will see what happens with that. And, uh, you know, wish me luck. But uh, once again, yeah, Wizard World Comic Con, New Orleans, January 4th through 6th. Just go to the Louisiana Ghostbusters booth if you want to find me. I'll be there. You know, um, I'd be happy to, to chat with you about Dragon Ball for a little bit. If you just want to say what's up or anything like that. Okay. All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, we've got, uh, I have, so of course there's an email segment on this podcast, right? It's called, what are you saying? So if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything Dragon Ball related, even, you know, something that may not be Dragon Ball related. By all means, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. I do have one email I'm going to read here on this episode. Uh, and I also have a review. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with the review. I'm sending a big, big, big shout out to Andrew uh, for finally being able to find a way to leave that review. <laughs> Andrew, I know you were having some trouble for a little bit. So I'm glad you, fi- you, you, you were able to make it happen. Uh, and <laughs> what's funny about it is that you actually refer to yourself as Andrew number two in the review. So that's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> that's sort of a nickname I gave Andrew because I have two Andrews for sure that I know about that have written in. I'm sure there's more than that. But um, yeah, you guys write in pretty frequently. So I just kind of Andrew number one and Andrew number two. And now I feel tempted to say Android, <laughs> Android number two. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Andrew, thanks a lot for uh for finally getting that review in, I'm just going to read it really quickly here. It's on Stitcher, but you said you were also going to leave one on iTunes. So awesome. If it's different by some chance, let me know. But uh, yeah, so this was a five star review. It says here seven star podcast. One of the best, if not the best Dragon Ball Super pods on the interwebs. Tim is very witty and insightful with an intense passion for Dragon Ball. Even if you've watched the sub, this pod is still worth a listen. Andrew. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. Thank you for saying that, brother. I appreciate that very much. Uh, you know, you know, you guys, you guys know you listen. I'm, I'm grateful, super grateful for anyone that has anything positive to say about this podcast. You know, I, I can't believe I'm approaching 100 episodes like that's so surreal to me because <laughs> we were talking about this, I think, on episode 90. Shit, it was so long ago. I don't even remember now, <laughs> but you know, I, this is my third podcast. I hosted two other podcasts and neither one of those podcasts lasted this long. They all lasted about half of this one. OK, so just imagine how that feels for me. <laughs> so as long as you guys keep leaving reviews, keep showing support, keep sharing the page, keep speaking up, speaking out, loving Dragon Ball, I'll be here. But I need your help. OK, so this is a good way to start. If you have anything you want to say like that. Head to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Leave me a review there. That'd be pretty dope. Andrew, I appreciate that very much. Okay, so with that being said, we're going to jump into what are you saying for this week. Uh, Once again, if you have anything you'd like to say. Oh, you know what? Sorry, I have something else I'd like to say. (laughs) I wanted to mention this a lot earlier, 
But I'm going to, uh, on this episode and maybe even episode 92, I'm probably going to start experimenting with the volume of the audio again. And uh, I did that a couple times before, and I know that like no one has complained about it. So I'm assuming it's fine. But one thing that I've noticed is that when I'm listening to other podcasts and then I put on my podcast, my podcast is way lower in volume than theirs. Okay. So I'm trying to at least make it to where it's, you know, comparable to other podcasts, right? Because there's nothing more annoying than listening to one thing and having to turn the volume down and then something else coming on and then you have to turn it up, right? You want to have everything at a sort of a consistent, you know, level of volume. And I'm not sure that mine is there. Um, if anyone has had any sort of problems with that, by all means, like, let me know, send me an email. Cause I like to be on top of this kind of shit. Once again, no one's complained about it. So I'm assuming everything's fine, but I have noticed a difference. So I'm going to sort of just play around with the master volume a little bit. And hopefully it's not, it doesn't, you know, make anything worse. I'm hoping it makes it better. Okay. So just, if it sounds a little bit louder this time around, that's why. Um, so, okay. Let's jump into this email. I've got an email here from Jalen. Jalen writes, after last week's family fight with Gohan showing his current true power, who do you think is stronger between Gohan and 17? Both fought Super Saiyan Blue Goku and both have received a massive boost in power since Z. I personally think 17 is stronger just because in my opinion it seemed like Goku only went Super Saiyan Blue when fighting Gohan because he didn't want to hurt his feelings. Very interested in your opinion on this, thanks. Okay, Jalen, thanks. Thanks as always for writing in. Very much always glad to hear from you. Let's see here. Okay, so um, who do I think is stronger between Gohan and 17? Okay, first thing I want to say is that because this is something that I kind of talked about recently, it's always kind of hard to make these sort of... uh, these these uh what's the word i'm looking for here these uh <laughs> these hypotheses maybe um ba- you know on, on this kind of stuff because it's you have to assume that you've seen the full extent of their power right which i don't think we have i don't think uh 17 was maxed out during his sparring with goku uh, with goku necessarily um i think we can probably assume that gohan was maxed out because that was the whole point Right. The whole point of him sparring with Goku was to see to test out his power. And the only way to really test it out would have been to go as far as he can possibly go. OK, but I don't know. For, we don't know for a fact that 17 did that. Uh, and not only that, you know, we can't even necessarily compare it because even Goku didn't go to his full extent against 17. Right. I don't think go. I don't think Goku powered all the way up to, you know, Super Saiyan Blue KO Ken. Like, I don't think he did that. He did that against Gohan, though. So it's once again, it's just kind of hard to be able to to gauge because not we don't have all the facts. But if we're just going to kind of speculate, then I don't know. It's, it's tough, right? Because we have to kind of take them one at a time. Let's see. OK, you say they both got massive power boosts since Z. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if Gohan got a, a, a boost since Z. I, I'm under the impression that Gohan is back to ultimate Gohan, you know, the same power level that he was at essentially against Boo. Right now, 
he could be a little bit stronger than that now, but we haven't really seen, a, we haven't really gotten a good example of that. We know for a fact he at least got back to that strength, right? That, to that level, unless I'm missing something or forgetting something, which is totally possible. Um, and as for 17, well, obviously he has gotten a massive boost, but we don't, the, the thing that bothers me about 17 is that we don't know what the fuck happened, right? Like we don't, <laughs> because we haven't seen him since you know he showed up during the boo saga for like a second or whatever and like so we don't even know what the extent of his training has been uh and it's it's i, I don't know I've, I've always kind of had a little bit of an issue with these sort of artificial power boosts these zenkai boosts or whatever they call them whether they just find a way to enhance someone's power level and it doesn't really make sense or it doesn't you know there's no explanation for it or, or whatever and like we're just being told that 17 is just like super strong now just based on that little fight he had with Goku have no clue how he could have possibly gained that much power right and that kind of goes into this whole conversation about the androids and how their power works and you know their key and do they have key and if they do why can't the other people sense it because they're robots but they're actually humans it's like it's a bunch of convoluted shit <laughs> but you know, it's it's just a little bit strange to me that, you know, that they would boost 17's power that much. But at the same time, they it's almost like they have to because they they have to make it believable that he would be able to stand a chance now in this tournament of power with all of these other crazy super people. Right. So everyone's gotten a boost, you know, we, even Krillin, you know, we can tell that, you know, Krillin has new techniques and stuff like that. And it's not all about strength either. Right. It's also going to be about you know, technique and strategy and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of, it's very hard to tell who could be the most powerful one out of those two. If I had to make an assumption and both sort of a hope, <laughs> I would hope that Gohan is stronger because Gohan's, his power level, you know, his transitions just make more sense. We, we've seen him train. We've, we know that he, you know, reached you know mystic sand ultimate gohan level we know all of that we haven't seen any of 17 shit so i'm going to be more inclined to believe that gohan is stronger because well not he's also a saiyan and he, you know how these saiyans are right uh because i mean ultimate gohan was at the very least stronger than super saiyan level three goku right i mean i think we can say that for a fact and any of those would have destroyed 17 back at his power level the power level that he was at in the cell saga so you know you can almost kind of only base it on that because you don't know what 17 has been through since then right so I, I'm, I'm just going to tell myself that gohan is stronger because i don't want to believe that they would have just sort of boosted 17's power that much without explaining any of how it happened right because no one's even seen this dude for years who the hell was he sparring with? How was he training? So it, I, I don't know. It just, it, I don't know. It doesn't add up. Anyway, <laughs> um, I you said you think 17 is stronger because in your opinion, it seemed like Goku only went Super Saiyan Blue against Gohan because he didn't want to hurt his feelings. Um, I, I, I don't know. Rem because remember, Goku, he also went Super Saiyan Blue against 17, but he didn't go Kaioken. But he did go Kaioken against against Gohan, right? So it's it's hard to tell, sort of based on that, because the situations weren't the exact same, 
Okay, but I'm going to hope that Gohan is stronger for everything that I just said. All right. <laughs> All right, Jalen, thanks for uh, giving me that very intriguing uh, question there. Made me, made me think, made me think. Okay, well, that's about it for that. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and switch over into the episode talk for this week. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 91, is going to cover episode 91 of Dragon Ball Super, titled, Which Universe Will Survive? The Strongest Warriors Are All Coming Together. Okay, all right. Now, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's This title's kind of misleading, <laughs> because if you just see the title, you would assume that the Tournament of Power is about to start during this episode. I mean, why else would they you know, name it that, but that's not at all what's going on here. But with that being said, it's still a pretty good episode. Um, you know, I, it's, it almost feels like, you know, a lot of TV shows will do this thing after a while to where they'll have like a clips episode and they'll just kind of like find a reason to like, you know, revisit every adventure that has happened so far or every character to just to kind of remind you where you've come from and you know so that when you're about to get into something new uh it makes more sense because you can say this has been the journey so far now that's not exactly what's happening here it's not a clips episode there's no flashbacks in it or anything like that but it's a it, it reminded me of that because we were kind of seeing every universe prepare for the tournament of power through the eyes of the grand Zenos and the grand minister here so it's kind of like a similar concept, right? We're, we're seeing the journey so far, even in present day, leading up to the Tournament of Power. So we just we're watching it sort of from their perspective, seeing exactly where everyone stands. Right. So that's pretty much how the episode starts. So we've got both Zenos just kind of sitting down playing a game, just bored as hell, playing rock, paper, scissors and all and all kinds of shit. I mean, I, I, don't, I guess what do you do when you're the grand Zenos of the entire universe for entertainment you know it's nice to think you know they oh rock paper scissors uh but yeah they're kind of bored right so grand minister walks up and they say yeah we, we we're tired of this shit uh tell us something fun we want to you know we're, we're bored we're bored so this is where we kind of get sort of this narration sort of process that starts from the grand minister where he kind of starts to update on everyone update every update them on everyone's sort of progress Leading up to now, you know, I forget exactly how much time they had between the end of the uh, Zeno Expo and the start of the Tournament of Power, but it really hasn't been that long, right? They only had like a day or something, right? Or like a day and a half or <laughs> so we got to remember that like not a lot of time has passed here. They've squeezed in a lot of episodes within that time, but overall it hasn't been that long. So uh, when we revisit some of these other universes, it's a little bit strange that maybe like uh, they still haven't found all of their fighters yet, but then you have to remember that, well, not that much time has passed. So then we kind of go in uh, on Universe 7, and we see that Supreme Kai is there, and everyone's just kind of gathered at Boma's place, and they're kind of going over the game plan. You know, you can see all the fighters on the board. Uh, there's a question of where did Vegeta run off to, and they mention that Vegeta went off to the hyperbolic time chamber. Now, I talked about this before. I was hoping that we would have got a Vegeta centered episode one that just kind of focused on him and his training. And maybe we still will. I don't, I don't know, but 
based on what we see here, it just doesn't seem like it. I mean, they really only show him one time this whole damn episode. And they mentioned, oh, he's going to the hyperbolic time chamber, which I had a feeling they were going to do that because everyone else was training. Vegeta was chilling at home with his baby. And I figured at the last possible minute, he was going to go to the time chamber and try to get some training in. So it's basically uh, what's what's happening here. Now, I love this. I love it. He's walking up. Vegeta's walking up and Mr. Popo says, if you destroy the room again, <laughs> if you if you destroy the room again, you're you're banned for life. And I, I I appreciated the fact that they did that because and then we get a quick little flashback to the last time Vegeta was there and he destroyed that room. And I remember thinking that that was so stupid. <laughs> I mean, just from like a story perspective, right, that he would do that. It's like, well, wait, why would you destroy the room, man? Like, you clearly know you guys need that place. And I don't think it's ever been really clear as to what the rules are in terms of that. Like, I don't know how they rebuild it and how long it takes or anything like that. I mean, clearly they do rebuild it, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of dumb from a story perspective to be like, yeah, okay, Vegeta blew up the time chamber. Well, why would he do that? You know, like, I mean, okay, we get it. He's Vegeta, but no, <laughs> you know, that's obviously a valuable tool that he has used many times. And it wasn't at one point, wasn't there a rule that you could only enter the time chamber so many times? See, I don't <laughs> a lot of this Dragon Ball shit is just not consistent, you know, and like there's a lot there's a lot of plot holes or whatever if you really want to dig into it. But I'm not even going to do it. I just appreciated the fact that they brought it up, you know, because I wanted them to acknowledge that you can't just destroy the time chamber and be good. <laughs> it's like if you do it again, you're banned for life. And Vegeta just doesn't really say anything. He just kind of walks in there. And Mr. Popo is like, uh, he's going to, he's going to have a feeling he's going to destroy it again. <laughs> he's going to break it. So Vegeta walks in and, uh, you know, very much in badass Vegeta mode. Um, and he mentions something about being the last man to defeat Kakarot. Like, I'm pretty sure he said that. And I'm like, dude, you realize that that's not the point of this tournament, right? <laughs> Like even now, even now, he's still that's still all, all that's on his mind is that he wants to be the one to beat Kakarot. It's like, come on. Uh, so then he powers up and then we'll see what happens. I mean, it'd be nice to get at least a part of an episode just kind of dedicated to him training. But, you know, they 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 have a history in Dragon Ball of being very secretive about Vegeta's training. Like, think you know, if he's unless he's in the, the gravity room, you don't really see much of it. Like every time that he's sort of reached a new level of power they kind of save it for later right they just reveal it they don't show him reaching it they just reveal it later on because i mean i still don't know how he even turned super saiyan blue like we never saw that right like we never actually saw that process i think one they just showed him and he powered up and it was like oh shit okay he's super saiyan blue <laughs> i mean the same thing happened with super vegeta right he came out of the time chamber smug as fuck you know, that smug ass look on his face. And later on, we realize that, wow, he obviously like reaches like this ascended level of power, but they didn't show him reach it. And they didn't show him reach Super Saiyan level one. Not as it was happening. We saw a flashback of it later on. But when they first revealed it, and I'll never forget it, you know, he's there standing outside with androids 19 and 20 in the street. And he's like, tell me, androids. 
Can a machine like you experience fear? Or uh, something along those lines, right? <laughs> and then he freaking powered up the Super Saiyan, and we're all like, oh my god, oh, and it's like, you know who joined the Super Saiyan Club, right? I think Krillin said that. I could be completely wrong, y'all. If, I, if I'm wrong, man, I'm gonna feel really stupid. But here's the thing. You guys know I am not a dictionary of knowledge here. I say shit sometimes wrong, <laughs> but that, but that sounds right, okay. But once again, they they use it as a, a tool of like suspense, right? They do that with Vegeta, you know. Like very rarely do you actually watch him reach the level, like you kind of see with Goku. You know, when Goku went Super Saiyan level one, we saw it. Oh boy, did we see it! It was was it was a thing. <laughs> it was an incredible thing. Um, Super Saiyan three, we didn't see the initial time when he when he reached it. We saw the we saw it after the fact, right? Because he was just he just kind of powered up to distract Boo. But you know, Super Saiyan God, we saw we were a part of that process. You know, with all the Saiyans holding hands and all this shit. And Super Saiyan Blue, I think we saw that too, right? Or maybe not. I forget. Anyway, the point is, is that with Vegeta. They could, they may not show his training process just so they can pop up later on down the line and turn into power and be like, holy shit, he reached a new level of power and just reveal it because that's what he does, right? <laughs> he wants, to, he likes to show up, taunt you and then make you think you have a chance. And then he shows his new power and just starts to beat the hell out of you, at least for a little bit. And then he does something stupid <laughs> and then he gets his ass whooped. Anyway, so yeah, uh, maybe, hopefully we'll get a little bit more sort of, uh, evaluation of that maybe we won't i don't know something else that i appreciate about this episode is that you know they're kind of sitting around thinking about well what can we do now well you can't forget the fact that elder kai does have the ability to draw out people's latent abilities through this weird ass long ass process remember he did it for, he did it with gohan and that's why gohan is ultimate gohan now but i do appreciate the fact that they brought it up again because you know someone like me i might have been like well wait a second i mean they got supreme kai there they're trying to they're trying to get everybody's power levels up why don't why doesn't he do it now i didn't ask that question because i already knew the answer i knew it was going to take too long i mean that was the whole thing when he did it with gohan it took like forever and but i do appreciate the fact that they acknowledged it and supreme kai says you know we don't have enough time for that like it takes 25 hours or whatever so we can't do it I feel like there was a point in time in Dragon Ball Z where they they didn't do stuff like this. Like they would just ignore shit. You know what I mean? But like Dragon Ball Super has been a lot better about addressing those questions so that you don't have to ask them. Right. And I think that that's a good example of that. Um, so they, they brought it up. They acknowledged it. And now it's done. We know they can't do it because they don't have enough time to do it. Though I can't help but wonder, man, what would Goku <laughs> As if he's not already strong enough. Like, what would what what does Ultimate Goku look like? Oh man, right? Oh, they need to do that just just as like a side story. You know, they need to just have like a side episode, like a spinoff or one-off thing or something, where we get Ultimate Goku, where he's just like black-haired Goku, but he's just strong as hell, just like Gohan. You know? Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we check in with universe seven and then 
we kind of go back to the Zenos, and it's safe to assume, based on the title of the episode, you know, that we're gonna we're gonna visit some of the other some of the other characters as well. So then we jump in on what I it's it's, it's very I'm still not it's kind of hard to remember these universe numbers and you know stuff now. But okay, so the the universe that participated in the Zeno Expo, okay, the ones with the freaking super angry Supreme Kai. <laughs> And the trio of danger. Okay, so we, we we see him for a minute, and he's looking into this crystal ball because they're obviously trying to uh, assemble a team, and they're running out of time, and they made a huge mistake because they decided to go and announce the fact that there's a possibility that their universe would be destroyed to everybody. So everyone on this planet or this area is freaking out. Mass hysteria. People are killing each other. You know, pillaging, all that stuff. And they still haven't managed to actually get any new people on the team. So their destroyer guy just decides to wipe out the entire freaking city. <laughs> he just he just wipes them all out because they're freaking out. And this is exactly what Gohan didn't want to happen back on Earth. You know, so that's why he was so insistent upon Goku not telling everybody about the potential of the universe being destroyed. Um, so, yeah, so that's where they stand. <laughs> They still have to basically recruit the rest of their team and they're running out of time and, you know, they, they're going to go to a different planet and, and try again. So then we go back to the Zenos and they're just kind of, you know, just doing like a sort of a they just sizing up each universe. It's like, you know, like on Sports Center or something where, <laughs> they, you know, you're sitting there at the desk going over all the stats and saying, well, this person can win based on this. Oh, they have this. What about this? And et cetera. And then they transition back over to a lot of interesting transitions this episode, by the way. Watch the episode again and just notice how they transition from one scene to the next. I mean, it's just like a lot of creative sort of ways that they did that. And they did that here. They sort of combine the eyes of the Zeno, the Zenos, and they transition into this, you know, sign in Universe 6 with a triangle and X in a circle. Uh... And we've, you know, this kind of looks familiar, right? Like we've kind of seen this rainy sort of futuristic like environment before. So I think we kind of know, you know, what's about to happen here. We see a sort of cloaked figure in a in a uh, <clears throat> in an alleyway. It's not very hard to figure out that that's frost. And then shortly after that comes hit. OK, because we can't we can't forget. <laughs> it's easy to forget that hit is still out there. Right. I mean, dude just showed up literally like killed Goku and like rolled out last time <laughs> okay so like we we know like everybody's talking about Jiren this and the pride troopers that and whatever but Hit is still out there too and he's going to be competing in this thing so I can't wait to see how that pans out uh, but yeah so it doesn't it doesn't take us long to, to, to realize here that Hit has just tracked down Frost okay because the last time we saw Frost at the end of the destroyer tournament where he was basically sort of you know i don't know banished with you know champa discovered that frost was actually this criminal he wasn't what he portrayed himself to be that he was sort of this terrorist <laughs> and so now like he's been he's wanted right so champa obviously sent hit to go find frost but not to kill him not to assassinate him which frost does not you know, know in the beginning. So he obviously tries to 
first, well, first he pretends like he's not going to do anything, and then he tries to attack Hit, and quickly realizes that he can't, he can't beat Hit. Okay, and this is where he tells him that uh, I'm not here to kill you. Okay, necessarily, I'm here to invite you to participate in the tournament of power. Champa wants you there. He wants someone of your sort of, you know, survival skills. But he does tell him that if you don't, <laughs> if you don't accept, then I will kill you. So you kind of don't have a choice. But Frost was down anyway. And then we get a little thing where he just kind of reminds Frost while also reminding the audience that Frost can't bring those poison needles this time. Okay, because that was a whole thing <laughs> before. Um, I'm not exactly sure why he can't use those needles. I mean, was it not established that the needles were a natural part of his body or no? I don't I don't remember. They certainly don't look natural here. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't remember how much detail they went into on these needles before. But these needles look like just actual regular needles. Whereas I was under the impression that it was like a part of his skin that would poke out, you know, something a little bit more creative. I mean, <laughs> he just pulls the needle straight out of his tail like it's just like it just was put there, which maybe it was like once again, I, don't, I just my memory's kind of fuzzy on that. But either way, he can't use he can't use a needle. I guess it's considered a weapon, right? They can't use weapons in the tournament of power. So yeah, that's exciting, right? So we at least know that who we know that we have at least two people in Universe Six, right? Because they haven't really talked much about uh, the other people, Magetta and Bat Batamo, and uh, and okay, at least three because we know Kaba, right? Kaba's another, and Kaba's currently uh, recruiting Kalifla. I think I said it right on the first try that time. Man, Merry Christmas to me. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's at least four people on Universe 6, right? Okay, so then we jump back over to Universe 7. Uh, we get to see Yamcha. <laughs> Yamcha's kind of like, you know, still waiting for his invite for the Tournament of Power. Uh, Yamcha's got... <laughs> I, think it's, I just think it's funny. Yamcha, Yamcha has the kind of apartment that I have always wanted to have, you know, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look the way I would want mine to look, but I've literally my entire life wanted to have one of those big, like sky rise apartments, just like the big open floor plan. You know, the ones you see in like movies, romantic comedies <laughs> a lot. Like for some reason, the person that lives there always works in marketing at some company and they end up, you know, it's just, it's one of those things I noticed as a kid. And I actually, I work in marketing too. So it's kind of, I guess it, I mean, I guess it, maybe it's my fate, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that. He's got that big, like, he's got that big open room apartment, but uh, yeah. So Master Roshi shows up, knocks on the window. Yamcha's like, this is my chance, poor. Like he's just getting all super excited about it. <laughs> so they meet on the roof. Uh, Master Roshi pretty much breaks it down pretty quickly. Says, look, I need poor to transform into a girl, a pretty girl. And Yamcha's asking why. And Master Roshi's saying that, you know, as great as he is, he still has one weakness. And he wants to overcome that flaw. He has a weakness for pretty girls. And I think it's gone beyond a weakness at this point. But <laughs> apparently it's something that he wants to rid himself of. Because, I don't know, maybe in his mind he's assuming or he's preparing himself for the possibility that in the tournament of power, he might have to fight a pretty girl. And he won't be able to do that. 
if he's trying to grab her tits, right? <laughs> so in his own way, he's trying to rid himself of this flaw. Now, I gave him a very hard time. Okay, SSP Roshi, remember that? SSP Roshi. <laughs> and that episode where he was just went nuts and I still I still I still think they pushed it too damn far with that. I, I just do, just as you know. But anyway, if the reason that they did that was to further serve this character development with him, right? Meaning they had to show him at his worst in order to further justify to us as viewers why he needs to overcome that, then I'll let it slide to an extent. Okay, like it still was too damn much, <laughs> but you know, I have to acknowledge the fact that okay, maybe that's why they did that. Maybe they did that because now it's like okay, we've seen what what can what can happen to Roshi, even when he's fighting. Like that girl was a villain, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he still was like trying to grab her boobs and stuff. Uh, so maybe they're just kind of saying okay, you know. And not only that, it's 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 a very cool thing writing wise. It's a very it's a super cool thing writing wise to have him think of that. You know, I'm not used to that kind of thought <laughs> being put in a Dragon Ball. So I, I appreciate it. So my the first question I asked and I loved it because Yamcha asked right after I did. I said, well, why doesn't he just use Oolong? <laughs> because Oolong's a freaking shape shifter, too. But Oolong kind of clears that up and he kind of says, oh, there was a there was a time where, you know, I was trying to get back at Boma and he, you know, I, I think I kind of remember that. I remember like Oolong used to do some really kind of messed up stuff when he was shape-shifting. You know what I mean? Like he was Oolong the Terrible <laughs> for a reason. So they just don't want him to shape-shift this time. So Poir does it. <laughs> They've got Master Roshi locked in this little, you know, cabin on the roof uh, with poor Poir. And, you know, maybe he'll come out of there a changed man, you know. It'll be interesting to see how far he can get with this in the little amount of time that they have left, right? So then we get a little bit more conversation between Yamcha and Oolong. And, and, and Yamcha's just saying, hey, like, before you leave, man, um, I mean, it's a matter of time before they come ask me to join a tournament of power, right? <laughs> uh, it, well, I won't get back into this again, but just to sort of reiterate this, I, I, you know, it's funny because Yamcha has become sort of a joke. In the Dragon Ball world, I mean, and obviously the current writers are aware of that, so they kind of plan it up here. No one has even considered Yamcha for the Tournament of Power, <laughs> but that also, and so that's very funny, first of all. But it's also a little bit sad because I think it would have been a good opportunity to redeem Yamcha. You know, just you know, be like, you thought he was a joke, now look at him, and he—I don't know—somehow he just pulls it together. You know, because. I mentioned this before. Yamcha is is my go-to dude in Dragon Ball Fighters. He is my number one person. Like I start off every fight with him, <laughs> so I just kind of want to see him uh, get back into the action. But maybe they'll find a way. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Okay. So then we cut to. Oh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but yeah. But Whis Whis is doing a little bit of training here with Goku. They're in the gravity room. Uh. Yeah, and, you know, Whis is just teaching him some stuff. I mean, gosh, you can't help but wonder how strong Whis is, right? I mean, <laughs> you th you think about Goku's power level at this point. 
whatever the hell that could possibly be. Remember back when they used to actually calculate power levels? <laughs> they actually had numbers associated with it. And then at some point they were like, yeah, no, that's just not going to work anymore. Like scouters can't even read these power levels. What do you think? What do you think Goku's power level would be at now, though? <laughs> I'm just curious. Anybody got any wild guesses? Or maybe you don't even have to guess. Maybe there's a wiki page out some out there somewhere that has already calculated this shit. Because apparently people have time for that. I don't <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it would be in the billions, right? I mean, I or higher? I don't know. I don't even, I'm not even sure where to begin. Because I feel like it was, it, it was at a million back in the Frieza saga, wasn't it? Like, didn't they actually say that at some point? I, I don't even remember. But anyway, I'm sure it's astronomical at this point. So how powerful is Whis to just be like handling Goku like this? <laughs> Man, anyway. So Whis puts Goku in sort of a little chokehold move that reminds him of Top. Um, which the whole point of that was to just find a way to trans to transition into that to showing those characters because it felt kind of forced that he would say that it's like oh that remind you reminded me of that guy top really just being grabbed from behind reminds you of one person like that can't that couldn't have been the first time you've gotten grabbed Goku. <laughs> so i just thought that that died that it felt a little weird the way they transitioned into that but fine so uh he powers up again but now that he's mentioned top of course you know they can transition to those characters and, and and here we are so we see top and dispo sitting at uh at this bar apparently apparently that's all they do they just hang out <laughs> apparently just hang out at the bar and go save cities every now and then um so they're, they're talking about the general where's the general okay we, we remember there, there was another character so sort of this sort of he's just dispose a rabbit i don't know and tops some kind of weird whatever but this dude is just like a human maybe he's an android a cyborg maybe you know he's a, he has a little bit like a metal eye or maybe that's just a thing over his eye i don't know but he is trying to rescue a cat i'm not i'm not exactly sure what the whole point of this scene was they're trying to they're trying to get in touch with him but we see that he's trying to rescue a cat right so if i had to make an assumption um it's to further sell the idea that these are good people, right? Like these guys are good guys and they think Goku's a bad guy. How good are these guys? Well, look at this dude literally climb up, you know, power lines to rescue a cat. So hopefully this will make a lot more sense once we get into the actual tournament. You know, I guess just character development for these guys. Okay. Okay. So then we go back to the Grand Minister and the Grand Zenos. Um, and yeah, they, he's just he's just kind of reiterating everything I just said about the, the pride troopers. Right. Uh, so then they're saying, well, maybe, maybe they'll be the winners, uh, but maybe not because their counterpart, the second universe could be, you know, pretty exciting, too. And he mentioned something about it being exotic. We haven't seen much of the second universe. So we, we go to this place and it just looks like tokyo and las vegas like had a baby or some shit i don't <laughs> it's like really you know extravagant and exotic looking and crazy 
But we see this girl walking up, and we're we're I think we're we're to understand here that this is sort of like tryouts or or auditions to be in the tournament of power. But it feels you know it, it's almost like an American Idol sort of a thing. Like I think they're kind of act they're kind of treating it like that, and these two characters are kind of treating her like that. But you know she's like, what are y'all talking about? Like I'm stronger than both of you put together. So then, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so then this whole trans, this, this transformation animation begins, which it's very, very Sailor Moon ish, or, you know, there's, there's countless amount of animes out there that, <laughs> that have these, these kinds of transformation sequences. And it's just really, it's just, it's just always been cheesy as hell and no offense to anybody out there who loves this kind of stuff, but I just, you know, it's just, it's always, it's always been very cheesy to me, but I mean, so is Dragon Ball in a lot of ways. But yeah, so she, she goes through this whole sequence with all of these hearts everywhere. And I, I can't tell if they're trying to make fun of this kind of stuff here or this is just, you know, more of an homage to those kinds of shows. I'm not sure. So she transforms into this uh, thing. I don't know that looks a lot like a Teletubby, right? You remember the Teletubbies? OK, so <laughs> there was a conversation at one point in time where a listener wrote in um, right now. I can't remember exactly who it was. My apologies for that. But, you know, you were asking me about the other universes and could I tell which characters they were supposed to be based on? Okay. So this is kind of like one of the first sort of looks at one of these other characters. So I would definitely assume that this character is based on a Teletubby, just based on, what she looks like, but I could be wrong because I haven't seen Teletubbies in a while. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, for some reason, she transforms into this plump Teletubby looking thing who apparently is very strong and has these weird abilities based on love and feelings and shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm trying to, I'm having a very hard time imagining this character cross paths with piccolo you know what i mean i i, I don't know we, we'll just <laughs> i guess we'll see what happens here but yeah she, i guess she just killed those two people right in front of that building <laughs> I mean, because I, I don't know or did or, i don't i don't even know but anyway the zenos are pretty excited about it uh and grand minister says we have to keep an eye out for the strong women of each universe as well okay so then they move on to universe number 10 Okay, which is a universe we spend a little bit amount of time in, right? We've met Goasu. Uh, we know that Zamazu was from this universe. So we go to Goasu and he's filming his fighters do some weird um, choreographed dance. He's talking about it looks great. You know, they'll get a bunch of views on GodTube. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I expect all of this to make sense at some point, right? Because the last time we saw these guys, they were like drinking protein shakes and stuff and now they're dancing. So it'd be very interesting to see what is under those hoods. So then we go back to Grand Minister and uh, he says there appears to be a problem brewing in Goku's universe. And they're like, what's going on? Like, what's the problem? Like, did something happen to Goku? So we go there and um, we spend a little bit of time with uh, everybody's just kind of on the couch chilling. <laughs> Elder Kai is asleep. 
we see Piccolo standing on the top of the building. Tian's kind of chilling out by this on this rock, just kind of, you know, I guess meditating, preparing himself for the fight. And then we go back in and spend a little time with Team Captain Gohan, okay, and Supreme Kai. And they're kind of going over the strategy and they're saying that maybe we should like get everyone in the middle because yada yada yada. But they're saying, well, everyone's going to kind of think about that too. So it's it's just good to see that, that there is some thought, some strategy being figured out. I personally think Piccolo should have been a part of that conversation, but whatever. We go to Boma. Boma's sitting by the window, by the crib. She gets a call from Mr. Satan. He's talking about the term of the power, etc. I wasn't exactly sure what was happening here. Uh, but then she walks into the other room and she just kind of tells everyone, hey, uh, Mr. Satan just called. He says that Majin Buu is asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep. It looks like he's hibernating and he's probably going to be asleep for two months. Uh, so, of course, everyone is like, what? He's supposed to be our, you know, one of our fighters. We either need to wake his ass up or we have to find someone new. Right. Gohan says this puts us in a tricky spot. Uh, and I, lo I love this. I love what happens here. Goku's like, I'm going to go to Boo's place and, 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 and see what we can do. Beerus jumps in and he's like, you know, I'll go with you because... Um, you know, he's put us in this position before and plus there was the whole incident with the pudding and he just kind of goes on this whole tangent about it and then he's like, all right, Goku, let's go and he turns around and Goku is gone already. <laughs> I just thought that that was, I thought that was hilarious. Okay, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so yeah, so this is kind of where the episode leaves off at. I mean, Goku is on his way to Mr. Satan's to try to see what they can do to wake up Boo, right? Because if they don't have 10 fighters, I mean, we don't know exactly what was going to happen, but we can assume that, you know, either they'll just be shorthanded or maybe they'll be disqualified completely for not having all their fighters. And apparently there's only four hours and 10 minutes left. Um, so he's got to figure something out, you know, either try to wake Boo up or they'll have to replace him with someone else. I mean, but I don't know because right ba based on the opening credits, Boo is very much a part of that team, but that could have just been misleading because Boo was also fat in the opening credits. Last time we saw him, he was muscular. So who knows what we're going to find when he meets, when he goes over there now? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Maybe Boo won't be able to make it now. They'll have to grab Yamcha after all. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, some of you guys know because you've already seen these episodes, but thank you guys for listening to this podcast and coming back and enjoying the English dub episode by episode with me and everyone else. Uh, you guys are super cool and super patient. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much what the episode leaves off at it. So um, what do you think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts about that. Um, I'm thinking about trying something new. I mean, I, you know, because we're having a lot, we're getting a lot of time off, right? Because of the holidays and, the next episode of Dragon Ball is not coming back until January 5th. You know, that's maybe about two weeks away, a little bit, a little bit less, maybe. Um, yeah, so I, I've been wanting to kind of go on Facebook Live every now and then. I mean, I made a post about it at one point in time just to see who was interested. But it just I mean, first of all, if you you need to make sure you're seeing my posts, right, because one thing I've learned about Facebook is that if you don't interact on the page, you probably won't see my posts because 
essentially when I post something, it's the same core group of people that like it, which leads me to believe that they're the only ones really seeing the post, but that's because they interact with the posts. So if you want to become a part of that conversation and don't miss out on that, make sure you're interacting with the page. And there may even be some way through Facebook where you have to change a setting to make sure you see my posts, because that's the best way to know what's going on. It's the best way to know uh, when the episodes have been submitted. You know, when they when they pop up kind of depends on the outlet, but you'll know when it's submitted because I'll make a post about it. And every now and then I just share random Dragon Ball stuff that I come across. And I've also been posting stories on that page, too. You know, like so make sure you check your stories, your Facebook stories, because every now and then I'll share something. You know, I may be playing Dragon Ball Fighters or I may be out doing something that is Dragon Ball related and may not be Dragon Ball related at all. It might just be something fun. I don't know. <laughs> but I would just want to remind you guys, like if you don't check your stories, start checking those because I'm going to make a strong effort to try to start posting more stories. Okay, in addition to that, I do want to go live every now and then. Now, the question is, is that when is the best time for everybody? I don't know. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. So I might just pop up randomly. I'll try to post about it ahead of time, but I might just pop up one night randomly and go live and just see what happens. You know, just see who's on, who wants to talk, who wants to chat, try it out a couple times and then maybe maybe we can turn it into something. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's something I'm thinking about doing. So if you want to be, you know, ready for that and aware of that, make sure you like the page, make sure you see the posts, visit the page every now and then like a couple posts. And that'll just kind of increase the chances that it'll show up in your feed um, like it does for the other folks. OK, anyway, so I think I've talked enough, right? <laughs> Hopefully this is kind of made up for the delay in the podcast. So, uh yeah, guys. So look, I mean, this isn't your last time hearing from me necessarily. Uh, like I said, I want to go live at some point. I will be making posts over on the Facebook page, but we probably won't get another podcast episode, you know, until 2019. So I definitely want to take this chance to just say out loud how thankful I am for all of you guys and how exciting it is to be approaching 100 episodes. Um you know, I'll see you guys in 2019 and we'll hopefully keep this thing rolling. I've got some pretty cool stuff coming up that I think you're really going to dig. Uh, at least I'm hoping so. If not, then I maybe I'll just say fuck it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays and have a very safe New Year's. And um, at least podcast wise, I will uh, see you guys in 2019. So until 2019, the Rock the Dragon podcast. I'm Tim Bridgewater. Uh, keep on rocking the dragon. <laughs>